1: the show about what it takes to live an abundant, loving life. My name is Matthew Bivens, and I want to help you live with more clarity, confidence, and purpose so you can truly have it all. Let's do it. What's going on, my awesome friend? Welcome back to the podcast. I am Matthew Bivens, your Balanced Lifestyle Coach, and this podcast is the place to learn how to have it all and live your abundant, loving life. If you are seeking more clarity, confidence, and purpose in your life, because right now you are feeling stuck, then my friend, you're in the right place. Episodes of the show drop every Tuesday, and if you're new to the podcast, welcome. Thanks for coming to hang out. I really appreciate it, and I invite you to go back and check out the entire catalog of the Having It All podcast, which just goes back all the way to 2016, over 400 episodes. You can go search it on my website, MatthewBivens.com. And if you type in whatever it is you're looking for in that search bar, you're gonna find all sorts of topics that probably cover something that addresses whatever is going on with you right now, the area that you want to change, which is our topic for today. And before we do that, please hit subscribe on whatever app that you're listening to this podcast on right now. Hit that subscribe button. It helps the show get discovered by new people. If you can leave a rating and review as well on your app, that will be awesome. And if you ever wanna reach out to me, suggest a topic, give me some feedback, just say what's up. You can email me, matthew at matthewbivins.com. All right, today's episode is all about change. You're here because in some area of your life, you want to create a change and you're hoping to get some tips or some insights or some inspiration that's gonna help you to create change. Change can be achieving a new goal. Change can be creating a new healthy habit. We're getting rid of an unhealthy habit, whatever it is, change is at the heart of why you are here. There's a lot of different ways you can approach change. Or say it in a different way, there are many different catalysts for change and different mechanisms for creating that change. And what we're gonna get into today is really focusing on the path that you take, your approach that will hopefully create change. Because a lot of people, are not as successful as they would like to be in creating change. Right? Let's take achieving goals for example. If you hit a goal, you know you're changing something about yourself, your habits, your mindset that is going to create a new result. A lot of folks just don't feel very confident in being able to achieve goals. You you there are things you want in life, you have these goals, you have these desires, but when it comes to actually, you know, hitting the pavement, doing the work, getting over the humps of the challenges and the shortfalls and all that stuff, a lot of people just aren't very confident in being able to do that. And what I am sharing in this episode, the thesis of this episode is that the reason you're failing to make the changes you want, failing to hit your goals, failing to create new habits, the reason isn't because you don't have enough willpower, you aren't trying hard enough, isn't because you aren't determined enough, aren't convicted enough. It might be because of your approach. It might be the way that you're going about executing on creating that change that is keeping you from succeeding. So there's a sequence that leads to change, and your sequence goes something like this. First, you realize that you want something different, right? Something's not working. You're experiencing pain or displeasure or frustration, and you want something different for yourself. Perhaps you want to avoid something from happening in the future right? Maybe you want to quit drinking or quit smoking because you can see down the road, years down the road, it might have an adverse effect on your health and impact your quality of life. Or maybe you're in a relationship right now that just isn't checking off all the boxes, and so you want to make a change within yourself to be able to influence your current relationship to go in a different direction, or maybe you want to attract a new partner into your life, right? Bottom line is, this first part of the sequence is that you realize you want something different. You want to change. You want to create something new for yourself. Once you've realized that, then you begin down your known path towards change. You have a certain approach, a, a habit, so to speak, of how you go about creating the change. It's a common path that you take when you want to undergo change and you use that approach each time there is a new goal or a new habit or something that you want to form. It's a well worn path that you walk down. That's the second part of the sequence. The third part of the sequence is that you experience results, right? The results you get could be the changes that you want. It could be that you reach your goals, you create the new habits, or the result could be you didn't hit it. Nothing has changed. You failed to meet your goal, right? Whatever it is, at the end of this sequence, you experience a desired new state, you go down your path, you get some results. At the end of that sequence, you're either going to feel generally one of two things. You're going to feel happy right, because you achieved your goal, you made the change, or you might feel frustrated, disappointed, disillusioned, or maybe you feel self-critical because you didn't achieve the goal, you didn't make the changes. And by failing to make the change or failing to hit your goal, it then confirms some story you have about yourself or some story you have about life. And so your results are either going to leave you feeling as if you can take on new changes, you can go for it again, you can achieve different goals, or your results are going to make you feel that you are incapable of change. And that is going to have a major, major impact on how you see your life, how you see your possibilities, and how you see your future. And that's why I use that word stuck. A lot of times people's approach and what happens when they pursue a goal or want to make a new habit or want to create a change, it leaves them feeling stuck. Because if there's something that you would like in your life, a goal you have, a desire you have, but you aren't confident in your ability to do it, you kind of feel stuck in place. You know, you're in between these, these two things. And that's a crappy feeling. It feels very, very frustrating. And a whole host of other emotions come up when you're in that space. Let's talk about the middle part of that sequence, the part where you begin down your known path to change. Because this is, I believe, where the stuckness comes from. This is when people first start to feel stuck or what contributes, contributes most to the feeling of being stuck. It happens in this stage. And as I said a couple minutes ago, the reason why you aren't creating the change you want, you aren't hitting your goals, you aren't creating new habits, the reason for that may not be because you don't want it enough. It might be because your approach is not well-suited to your personality or to your skill sets or even to the circumstances around you. So when you have a desire to change, it's typically a desire that you've held on to for some period of time, right? You don't usually just think of something out of the blue and then immediately okay now I'm going to go pursue this now I'm going to go try to create this it tends to be an idea that you've been holding in your mind for some time you've been thinking about it you've been visualizing it perhaps you've even tried to create it and then you know you go back to thinking and incubating on this desired new state at some point you're going to start down that path where you're like all right I'm ready to do this thing but what is the mechanism that gets you there now there are a couple of different ways that you can go about creating that change. I've said it once before willpower is one of the ways, one of the mechanisms, one of the things that you can use to get it done. Right. And the willpower idea is that if you desire something strong enough, then you will do whatever it takes to make that change. Willpower requires discipline, it requires having focus. You just, you're aiming at one target, you're so clear on what the target is, and you can block out all the other distractions. You can even take your emotions and set them aside if the emotions aren't helping you to go and complete and accomplish that one goal. And this is the dominant narrative that you see on social media. I see it all the time, right? You see these stories about people who have just pushed themselves relentlessly, right? They've, they have got a goal and they went for it. They put everything else aside and they just went for that goal. The goal could be something empowering or something disempowering. It doesn't matter. They have the willpower to get it done. They use grit. They persevere. All these things. When, I, when I'm on social media, I'm seeing this stuff, I'm thinking of someone like a David Goggins. If you've ever seen him, that's what he's about. He's like, hey, you got a goal, you go for it. You put everything else aside and you, you get up and you do what you got to do. He's the type of guy that I believe the mechanism for accomplishing change and achieving goals is through that willpower. Another way that you can create some change is after having some sort of aha moment, you experience a grand epiphany in your life, right? Some significant life-altering event. And from that point on, everything is different. You are essentially a new person who now makes different choices. And it might be like a rock bottom that you've reached. Sometimes that's where people have their aha moment is is hitting rock bottom. Sometimes you don't have to actually experience something incredibly disempowering. You might just have a breakthrough moment of clarity. Maybe you've been asking a question over and over and over, and then through prayer or meditation or something, boom, you just have a breakthrough moment. Or sometimes you read something And it just changes your perspective or you watch something or you're just thinking about an idea over and over and over. And then like this, this switch just flips within you. And from that point on, things are different. I experienced that personally. That's how I created change in my life around using substances to numb out weed, alcohol. For me, it was just a, a moment, like a very clear aha moment that I had when I said, you know what? I'm I'm complete with this. This is not what I want to experience anymore. And then that was it. No more drinking, no more smoking, and I went forward feeling like a different person. So, aha moment is one of those mechanisms. There's a third one. And this is third one that I really want you to focus on because it might be what then helps you create change. This third one is called the new identity. This mechanism towards change is where You are now going to embody a different version of who you are, and you're going to make decisions as if you are that different version of you. And I'm not going to take credit for the naming of this, this mechanism, this phenomenon, the new identity. This comes from James Clear, who's the author of Atomic Habits. And the other day I was listening to an interview of, of James, and he was talking about this This very thing, like the way that people go about creating change. And so I'm going to play a clip for you uh, from this interview where James is discussing the sequence to change. That if you flip it on its head, you might find that it's going to be much more effective for you to actually create lasting change in your life. If you haven't heard of James Clear, by the way, I totally, totally recommend you go check him out. Uh, Very, very interesting, intelligent guy who's focused his work right now about habits and helping people to to forge and create new habits. And his book, Atomic Habits, is super popular. So go check it out. James Clear, C-L-E-A-R. Atomic Habits is the book. And the clip I'm going to share with you today is from the podcast called The Drive, hosted by Peter Atiyah, who is a physician, and this podcast is all about helping people to maximize their longevity and their quality of life. And so here he is talking to James Clear about habits and creating change. Let's give it a listen.
0: Usually when people set out to make some kind of change, they start by thinking about the results or the outcome that they want. So they say, I want to lose 40 pounds in the next six months. And then from that outcome, they back into a process or a plan. So they say, all right, if I want to lose 40 pounds, then I need to follow this nutrition plan. I'm going to need to work out four days a week. And maybe there are details to those plans and everything, but that's usually kind of roughly where it stops. And then the assumption is if I do those things and I lose that weight, then I'll be the kind of person that I want to be. And The argument that I try to unpack in that chapter is, what if we worked backwards from this? What if instead we said, who is the type of person I wish to be? What is the identity that I'd like to have? And in fact, we could even ask, like um, the person who has that identity, what kind of habits would they have? And then we use that identity to inform the process, the habits, and we let the outcomes come naturally. And, um, there are a variety of examples of this. I, one reader of mine, she lost a bunch of weight. I think it was 110 pounds in total. And she kept, uh, she's kept it off for over a decade. And the question that she sort of carried around with her as she was starting her weight loss journey is what would a healthy person do? And that's very much aligned or oriented with that identity piece. It's like, okay, would a healthy person take a cab or would they walk four blocks the next meeting? Would they order a salad and chicken at lunch or would they have a hamburger and fries? And she could just kind of carry that question around with her to every context she was in and make a choice that she felt like aligned with the identity that she wanted to have rather than worrying necessarily about, you know, something specific like the number of macros she's getting or, you know, whatever.
1: So in this clip, James is talking about the approach that people take to creating change and how many times the approach is what leads people to frustrating results. I'm so curious for you listening right now, if your approach was the version one where you say this is the desired goal, here's my plan, and here are the steps I have to take, and let me go execute. And once I accomplish those results, then I will be this type of person. Or if you have approached change by thinking of the identity of the person you wish to become, And then asking yourself, okay, what are the habits that this person would be doing day in and day out? And then from there, creating your plan. Because my friend, I truly believe that the latter is far more powerful and far more effective. Because it gets you thinking about the bigger why. It gets you thinking about something bigger than what you're eating in a day. The exercises you're doing. The affirmations you might perform in the mirror your meditations. And if you're focusing your mind, if you're putting your attention and energy on the habits, rather than focusing on the bigger picture, the why, who it is you want to become, then it gets so easy to get tripped up on the day-to-day, hour-to-hour, moment-to-moment decisions that are required in order to ultimately make change. Think back to the example that James Clear shared in the clip, the woman who wanted to lose weight. And thinking to yourself, okay, I want to become a healthy person. So what are the choices that a healthy person would make in this situation? That right there eliminates so much of the back and forth and the thinking and the emotion around making that choice versus looking at it like, okay, these are the things that I must do in order to lose the weight to become a healthy person. I must not eat this. I must forego that. I must replace this. That's a lot of stuff to keep and juggle in your mind that's a lot of, that's a big list of to-dos it's far more simpler and far more clear for you to say what are the choices that a healthy person would make and you fill in the blank for yourself you know what are the choices that a great parent would make in this situation what are the choices that a great sibling would make that a great lover would make in this situation that is so much easier in my opinion And so much more doable than how we commonly approach change. And so again, there are several different mechanisms, several approaches that can ultimately lead to change. You can be a willpower person who can just grit it out, who has perseverance, who has the discipline to do what they need to do no matter what. If that works for you, awesome. Do it, right? If that works for you, then go with it. You could be an aha moment person a person who is sort of waiting for the epiphany, waiting for that breakthrough moment, that breakthrough in clarity or understanding, or maybe it's the breakthrough in inspiration. Whatever it is, it's the epiphany, it's the aha, and then from there, you go and you create change. If that works for you, rock on. If neither of those work for you, then I absolutely invite you to give it a try and to think about the identity of who you desire to become. This is very similar to what I like to kick off every year with, with the word for the year. Your word for the year encapsulates who you are being, not the doing, and that's why you start there instead of starting with the New Year's resolutions and you start with the goals. You go with, okay, who do I want to become? What is a characteristic or a value or a trait of this person I wish to become? In my opinion, it's so much more effective to begin that way, rather than thinking about the end goal. That's the same thing that James Clear is talking about in Atomic Habits and in the clip that we listen to. So, if you feel stuck in your ability to make change happen in your life, if you have some goal that you want to accomplish or some habits that you've been trying so hard to put into place, but it's just not working, then I invite you to take a look at your approach. Because a lot of damage can be done to your self-worth, to your self-confidence, to your self-esteem, if you are using an approach that is not effective for you, if you're using an approach that is ill-suited to your personality, your skills, your circumstances. I know for myself, for example, there are certain things that I can use willpower to get done, right? I've built up the confidence over time of doing it Right? Confidence needs evidence. So I've I have the evidence that yeah, in certain areas, I can willpower myself. I can push myself. I can persevere. I have the grit. However, in other areas, I don't have it. I don't have that. I have to deploy a different way, a different method to create change. And so personally and honestly, as I was listening to this interview, I was sort of having my own aha moments, and not in the sense of that's what's going to create the change. I was getting some insight into myself in areas that I was stuck, in areas where I was feeling stuck and I had not been able to create change effectively and accomplish goals. And when I'm hearing James Clear talk about the identity piece, it it kind of was a light bulb for me. Like, whoa, you know what? This is an approach that I can take to say, what is the identity of you know fill in the blank? And that's what today's conversation is all about. It's bringing to you a different approach to creating change. Once again, if what you're doing works, keep at it. Keep at it. I'm happy that it works for you. But if you have not been achieving the results you want and you have not been enjoying the process of trying to achieve your results, then my friend, I absolutely invite you to consider exploring the identity approach to making change. What is the identity of the person, of the version of you, who has created these results, who's accomplished these goals, who has forged and maintained these new healthy habits? What is that identity? And for you to hold that question in your mind as you go about your day-to-day life, what would blank version of me do in this situation? As I have been applying this into my life, what I've found is that it makes making the choices that lead to the new results, it makes it so much easier. There's just a difference in the amount of emotion and feeling that comes up when I say to myself, okay, what would, you know, for example, what would a great father do in this moment? You know, my child is experiencing X, Y, and Z. Normally, I'm going to react and I'm going to choose a habit that is not going to lead to the results I want. So what would a great father do in this very moment? What I have found, and I've applied this to myself, is that when the answers come up, there isn't a whole lot of emotion and feeling that keeps me from making that decision. But if I'm holding in my mind this plan that I have to be a greater dad, And a greater dad does these types of things. And so let me make sure I do these types of things in these situations. For one, half the time I'm going to forget. I'm going to forget because I'm going to be right in reaction mode, not thinking about the new results I want. And two, I feel many more emotions come up that make it more challenging to make the powerful choice. So I hope that you've gotten something from this conversation that you feel inspired to apply in your life. Maybe you're going to examine your approach to making changes and forging new habits and accomplishing goals. And maybe you'll explore whether or not your approach or the mechanisms that you rely on are effective. And I hope for you that you get some clarity around what doesn't work for you and what, what could work for you. And then finally, my wish and prayer for you is that you have the courage to try something new. The courage. To try something different that might feel a little bit uncomfortable, but perhaps it could unlock a breakthrough within you that can lead to the changes that you really want, the results that you desire. It could lead to you building the habits of the person that you wish to become. That's what I want to inspire in you today. So I appreciate you hanging out with me in this conversation. I'm looking forward to hearing from you and hearing what. New insights are you walking away from this conversation with? So if you feel inspired, shoot me an email, matthew at matthewbivens.com. Tell me what your number one takeaway from this conversation is. And let's all move forward with this new resolve to creating change. And not because we feel that it's something that we're pressured into doing, but because there's a different version of you out there, a version of you that feels like they have it all, that is more joyful, more confident, more clear, more on purpose, more on track, more on path, healthier, wiser, and that you feel inspired to become that version of you. That's what I want you to move with leaving this conversation. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. Check out the show notes. I'll put links to James James Clear's book, the Atomic Habits, as well as the interview clip that I played from you today. I'll put a link to the entire clip. You can go check it out on YouTube. And once again, my name is Matthew Bivens. I appreciate you. I'm sending you so much love. And here is to you, having it all. Quick note about the Having It All podcast. I am not a doctor nor a licensed therapist. I'm a guy with a story and a passion for conscious conversation.
0: Family, education, philanthropy, and just life in general, check out Datages. That's D A D A G E S, wherever you listen to your podcasts.